Welcome to the H2P Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. We're talking all things pit basketball today. Remember, you can subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are hosted, as well as the entire DKPittsburghSports.com's podcasting network, where we talk about Steelers, Pirates, Penguins. Dayan Kovacevic does his daily shots. Um, I just did a show with Dale Lally yesterday on the Steelers and their linebacker course. So a lot of, a lot of great things. But today we're talking pit hoops here. Now, the majority of today's conversation will revolve around coaching stuff. I didn't really get to dive into Coach K saying that he's going to retire in a year or so. And there's a lot of implications to ACC basketball that Pitt fans might have overlooked because they're looking at something else. But we'll get to that in a bit. What I want to do some quick updates here, as I talked about uh, last week, uh, you know, they, they were able to add a, a a center pro a center guy a center tra- to the transfer portal uh Mohamedou uh, guy who is going to uh you know he's 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 69 he's going to be you know he's a skinnier prospect but from Stony Brook he can defend he can attack he can he can uh, attack the rim that's going to be good and you know I t- I've talked about how impor- important it would be to get one of those gritty guys right because um Last last week's show we did on Sunday, I talked about, you know, Ontario Lett. I talked about, you know, even just, excuse me, a Gary McGee, a Dewan Blair. And you know, Dewan Blair is the superstar. But if you just have a physical presence in the paint, how much the difference that makes? It is clear that Jeff Capel is still going for that guy. Now, I've told you guys about Brett Numbertumbo, a 6'10 center out of Tennessee. Um, he he's not, And also, he's not related to, to Kembe. Let me dispel all those rumors for anyone who might just be tuning in and being like, what, Matumbo? Ah, ah. No, no, he's not that guy. But he is a talented scorer. Um, he's been, according to 24-7 Sports, he's been warm to pit for quite some time in the recruiting process. Um, he hasn't announced anything. There's a couple other teams that have, that have gotten close, but it's someone that they've kept their eye on. So he's one guy, but Capel did offer a 6'11 center from France, uh, Christ Essendoko. Now, doesn't mean anything. It's just an offer, but it's clear to me that Jeff is making the push to find the other big man, even though, you know, they still, they're, they're getting John Hugley back, even though they got Guy, they, they, even though they got Maxim Madison sitting there in the background, they want another solidified big man who can help them in the paint and, and, and help them play physical, and I think that's a big part of what's going to have to happen this year, and you might even see more of Maxim Madison play, because Max Madison, he's, he's 6'11", like, that, that dude's big, like, he, he just needed to learn how to be coordinated and big, that's oftentimes the biggest struggle when big men come there, and he's another international guy, I believe he's from Ireland, um, so there's a lot of things that these guys are looking for, so that's the recruiting update right now, there's visits going on, there's work where we, we're, we're keeping an eye on that to see what might change here, um, but you know, with, with they, when they weren't able to get Efton Reed back in May, they moved on, and now they're finding their guys, so that that's really what's going on in the recruiting front, but what's happening across the league that they're in, the ACC, now I talked all about you know college football on uh, on Thursday's H2P podcast. Go listen to that episode if you want to hear about the expansion and where I see on that. 
But college basketball, especially the ACC, could be in for a very interesting era in the next coming years. And this is why I think it's crucial for Jeff Capel to hit in these next couple seasons when he's recruiting and building and developing players. Because you look at the history of the ACC, a lot of it is kind of getting highlighted right now. Now, with Coach K retiring, Mike Krzyzewski, you know, that's that was the huge news a few weeks ago. Everyone was like, oh, man, he's got one more year, that's it. You know, that guy may be the greatest college basketball coach of all time, maybe. And immediately, the the, respect, the response that I saw from Pitt fans was, oh, my God, that means Jeff Capel's going back to Duke. We're already losing a coach in three years. I don't think that's going to happen. One, I think Duke is going to go get, get get somebody in their system that's already there, or they have someone else. Someone else might. Jeff Jeff ain't ain't leaving Pitt like that. I just I don't see that happening. And here's why: he has a legitimate chance to build something, build his own program here at Pitt, and establish himself as his own coach. If he goes back to Duke, sure, Duke would be that, that'd be great. But you know, he's going to be in the shadow of Coach K. And anything that isn't greatness like Coach K is gonna have him looked at in a funny way, and may have have him out on out out on the street again. No, I think Jeff's staying right in Pittsburgh because he knows he has a chance to do some some interesting things here. Especially when you look at how how low Pitt was. Imagine if he's the guy that that can say like Ben Holland, I'm the I you know I I I brought this this program back. And Ben Hallen, at least when he inherited the program, it was rough, but he was able to he was able to make it competitive. It wasn't nearly as bad as where Kevin Stallings le- left the program. If Jeff Cable can do what you know what Ben Hallen did and just get him to the Sweet Sixteen a few times, I, I, and make them a, a perennial like, hey, you got to watch out for Pitt, at, you know, every every year or at least three out of four years or three out of five years to make the dance. People are going to look at it and say, you know, he built he did build that up. And then he might be able to write his ticket to wherever he really wants to go. If, if that is back to Duke, and then he's going there on more stable ground. Or he just makes himself a lifer. And the thing is, is that we've we've seen plenty of lifer coaches in the ACC over the years. Coach K, of course, being one of them. But we have to, re- we have to remember, I mean, when you kind of look, ar- look around the ACC right now, we're seeing probably the tail end of a few of those careers. You know, Roy Williams already announced his retirement. Mike Krzyzewski on his way out. And mind you also, I do not think it would be too much to say a lot of this has to do with the transfer portal stuff. Because the game is changing, was already, the game's always changing as far as like, you know, what's, what's, you know, the, the new style of play of basketball. But now you're dealing with guys leaving out like, you know, Roy Williams lost like five-star recruits in the transfer portal. And Heather Light told us when she spoke to us that she attended an ACC um, uh, basketball coaches uh, retreat. And pretty much unanimously, everyone's like, this transfer portal stuff is going nuts. By the way, I kind of think they're at seventeen hundred. They might be at eighteen hundred now. But that is challenging a lot of these, a lot of these coaches who have been around for decades, and 
have one have established themselves. Okay, no, they're at sixteen hundred and sixty-two, so they're they're still not at seventeen hundred. But still, two years ago was at eight twenty-five. They've more than doubled where they were two years ago, and that's just impacted everyone. And you know what? Those older guys are like, you know what? I've got my championships. I've got my Hall of Fame locked in. I've got my respect. I've got my pride. I'm not just. I'm not dealing with this. And so now you get two guys going out in two years. And there's a chance there could be more guys heading on their way out in the next few years. When you look around the ACC, other older older coaches, you know, and one guy who hasn't been in the ACC long, like Pitt, but Jim Bayheim. I mean, he's been coaching Syracuse since the 70s. He's got to be up. Uh, it'd be, be up at some point. And then also Leonard Hamilton. He's been coaching at Florida State since 2002. He's been, he's been, he, he coached Oklahoma State and Miami before that. He's been coaching for 33 years. His time's going to be up soon. And that brings me to some interesting thoughts about what Jeff Cable could be in for in the next few years. If he sticks around, we'll talk about that right after the break. podcast here on dkpittsburghsports.com podcast network i am chris carter we're talking some pit hoops on a sunday next sunday's father's day so that'll be nice remember if you're enjoying this podcast and you want to listen to more podcasts the only way you can do that is by subscribing for free to our podcast network on apple spotify google Podcasts, or anywhere podcasts are hosted And if you're really liking it please rate us five stars with a positive comment those things really help out all the people here um, at dkpittsburghsports.com um, also subscribe to our website where you can read all of our work there too. So check us out there. And, uh, don't forget when you're subscribing to our website, there's uh, with father's day coming up and with, uh, with graduations around the corner. If you need, a, if you need a quick gift for a sports fan in your life, who's a dad or who's about to about to graduate or who did graduate, you can gift them a subscription to dkpittsburghsports.com. Those instructions are right on our, our page. Go to our subscriptions. It's an option. It's half off. It's a great deal. Go check it out. Anyways, back to our discussion here about Pitt basketball and really about ACC basketball. Like I said, there's a lot of guys who are up there and who have been legendary coaches. Leonard Hamilton, a two-time Big East Coach of the Year, three-time ACC Coach of the Year. He's been up there. That guy was born in 1948. He don't look like it sometimes, man. I swear. He might. Yeah, he he can only have so many more years left before he his his time in Florida State's done. Mike Shashevsky, we already confirmed he's on his way out after this season. He's doing a farewell tour this year. Roy Williams already announced his retirement. And Jim Bayheim, probably not too far away either. 
I just named four legendary coaches in the ACC who are either already out, on their way out, or will be on their way out very soon. And on top of that, when I say legendary, in the history of the ACC, there have been 87 basketball coaches, according to sports reference, who have won games. In that history, with, the, with, with those guys, those coaches I named, three of those guys are in the top five. Mike Krzyzewski has the most wins of all time in the ACC with 1,097 wins. Roy Williams, number three, behind Dean Smith at number two, who had 879 wins over a span of 35, 36 years coaching in the ACC. Also, Mike Krzyzewski had 41 years coaching in the ACC. Roy Williams has 485 wins. And that's how that's how crazy Mike Krzyzewski is, is that Roy Williams, a legendary coach, doesn't have half of his wins. But he, he, he he's done it 18 years. Leonard Hamilton, he's been coaching for 19 seasons. He just got to 400 wins in the, in the ACC. Now, here's another crazy stat. Tony Bennett, who probably ain't going nowhere for a long time. He's number nine all-time in ACC wins with 295. Yeesh. But you also got to remember Rick Pitino leaving uh, years ago. Jim Beheim, now he's not up there in ACC wins, obviously, because he just got there. He has two, he has 163, which is 23rd all time. But when you throw everything else into the equation, he does have a a 1,083 overall wins <laughs> um, in his career. So, still legendary. And when you when you look at the, those type of moments, when you think of uh, of those type of programs in in history, now who knows what's going to happen? But I happen to think when I look back at programs that lose a major coach, there is a letdown. There is a even if they're even if the program's a blue blood and they eventually find their guy in the future, there's going to be a period of time where the next coach just ain't ain't all that. And and can't get out of the, out of the shadow of the the legendary coach that just re, that just retired of the program. And this goes for not just basketball for all sports. That is that is a tough position to be in. That's why like whoever takes over for Alabama when Nick Saban goes, eh, oof, that's going to be a tough job. I mean, it's going to be great because you'll have you'll have resources at your hand at, at your fingertips. But you know, every time you lose, you're like Nick didn't lose like that. And that's a lot of pressure for guys to to work under. So with these programs, programs that have run the conference, UNC, Duke, Florida State, and ones that have been thorns in the sides of many of the best teams in the ACC, like Syracuse, they're changing things up. Which means other teams, other programs are going to get a chance to rise. And there's going to be a window. And that's where I really think Jeff Capel, and I I think Jeff's a smart guy. That's not something I think. I know he's a smart guy. Having talked to him and having just just watched him for just operate. He sees this. He knows this is coming. 
And if he's able to to, to build something and get and get the foundation laid that he, you know for for Pitt basketball to start its actual ascent, even if it's just the ascent into hey, we're just getting further into the ACC tournament. It doesn't have to be the the ascent to being the best team in the ACC and running the conference the way that Virginia sometimes can get can get with the you know with the way that they play. I'm not I'm not saying there, and and maybe he can get them there. But even if he gets them to just competing, that's going to be big. And while those other major programs, the Blue Bloods, are figuring out what they're going to do next, are working in with the new coaches and seeing how they work with players and they have their struggles, and also with the craziness that is the transfer portal, we don't know how that's going to continue to impact basketball. That could have things going in 20 different directions You know, when you look at how players are leaving major programs going to other programs you know there's still a chance you know, i joked i joked around with someone and someone said this on twitter they were like there's still a chance pitt could get efton reed if he transfers from lsu next year because he doesn't he doesn't like where he's at and he wants to he wants to work something out so like there's college basketball could be going in a very different direction very soon and not a different direction as like a bad thing but just like you felt like you've known who to expect in the tournament for a long time. If you're a fan, you've like, okay, we're gonna get your Michigan State, your Ohio State, your you know, occasionally Michigan's gonna pop up. Then you got you know your ACC teams, the Duke, UNC, Kansas, you know, Kentucky. Those all those programs that that we're just used to. You know, Gonzaga, even Gonzaga when they're hot. You know, like okay, well Gonzaga's gonna get a high seed and probably lose early unless it's this year when they made it to the championship. All all those things that you came to expect they might be taking a bit of a shift in the next few years. And if Pitt is able to find its footing, if Jeff Capel can say, hey, we play basketball this style, this is our style of play, we're going we're gonna to establish that here and start winning more of those recruiting battles. Pitt could be in the perfect position to be one of those programs that actually shoots forward and takes their claim in this new ACC, new college basketball era. Now, I do think the transfer thing is going to slow down at some point because I, I think coaches and ADs and administrators, they're all like, no, 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 this ain't working. This is too tough. But whether it does actually slow down or not, there's a lot of changes here. And oftentimes, whether it's sports, whether it's economics, whether it's political stuff, when you're the one who embraces change and finds its way to win in those moments, you often set yourself up for success for quite some time. I mean, heck, you know, it's in football, it's the it's the first teams to master the forward pass that that, that were able to you know make their way when the NFL was in its formative days. Steelers of the 70s when they were, you know, when when they were the ones who brought the change of recruiting more from HBCU schools and the way that they played defense. The Patriots with the way that they advanced the West Coast passing offense. I mean, the 49ers with the West Coast passing offense and the way that the, the Patriots evolved it in their short passing game. And now more teams play like that. Embracing change. And change is coming. Again, with these coaches rolling out. And the transfer portal that's here, that's how a program can start its rise. So maybe there's hope, Pitt fans. Not saying this year, but maybe the next four or five years, you could be seeing Pitt on its way up. So keep tuned with the, with who the Pitt Panthers are recruiting. 
because you never know which one of those guys could be someone that you're looking at and say like, hey, I remember when they got that guy, and I remember his first games and how he grew, and that was the start of how Pitt basketball got his groove back. Ugh, bad movie reference, sorry. Anyways, it's Sunday. Hope you're having a great Sunday. Um, and hope you have a great weekend. Thanks again for listening to the H2P podcast here on DKPittsburghSports.com. I'm your host, Chris Carter. You can read my work all at DKPittsburghSports.com. Subscribe there. Subscribe to this podcast network. Rate us five stars with positive comments. That stuff really helps us out. And follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Carter Critiques. Be back in New Year's very soon with more right here on the DK Podcast Network.